Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. I'm Tim Blevins, lead pastor, and I'm honored you have come to join us. To experience our full service or for more information, check out the links in the description. I hope this message ministers to you and helps you find life in Jesus. Good morning, all you beautiful people. Happy New Year. Welcome to church. And can you give me a clap if you're glad to be here? I'm glad you're here today. What a beautiful day. What a beautiful morning. Worship was great. I love coming into the presence of God. I love that illustration that you used about the power of prayer. Um, our nation, you know, when you see a nation come together in unity around a, a godly move, it's powerful and God moves in it. Listen, our, God's not finished with our nation. Can you say amen to that? I love it. I love it. Hey, if you're a guest today, thank you for coming. We'd love to give you a great clap. Come on, church. Give them a great welcome. We're so glad you're here. Each month, I want to continue to give us updates on our building progress. And I say progress because we are moving. Yeah, you can clap for that. Woohoo! Uh, because what we're doing here is temporary, but God has more for us. Uh, the, the plastic chairs are going to be replaced with comfortable chairs, but we're going to have a, a great facility, I know. We're going to have coffee every week and all the, all the fun stuff. But let me tell you, we are putting together and renovating a building that you are going to be absolutely proud to be a part of. It is beautiful. It's going to be spectacular. You're going to want to invite your friends to see it. You're going to walk in every week and go, wow, this is the house of the Lord. In that house, we're going to see lives change. We're going to see people begin to follow Jesus. And your life will be changed in that facility when we get there. So it's going to be an amazing walk. Uh, let me show you, though, something. Uh, I was in the building this week, just today, a little video on my iPhone. There's a picture of the auditorium. So you can see the the... The walls are being put up. Amazing, amazing. So it's a, it's a ginormous room. <clears throat> That's where the stage is going to be at that end. You're going to be sitting, I'm towards the back. You're going to be sitting way up closer than that because you all love the front rows, I know. Uh, yeah. Um, so listen, in the video, you can see they're working on the electrical work while I'm there. The AC and heat uh, equipment has come in. Uh, they're finishing out all the framing and uh, it's just moving along. The plumbing has started and so they're making great progress. We're a month closer than we've ever been to moving in the building. It's fantastic and people ask me all the time, yeah, woohoo, when are we going to move in that building? And I'm going to give you an ish date. You know what an ish date is? That means we're just somewhere around this date, but September-ish, all right, September-ish. So if I'm wrong, you just remember ish, all right? Just remember ish. But we're going to be right. Let's just believe that. Hey, I do want you to pray for what the, the process, the, the contractors and our general contractor over the building. Uh, the enemy is not happy about our progress, which is to be expected. Anytime you're going strong in faith in the direction of God, the enemy wants to to do his part in slowing that down and diminishing God. And so over the last few weeks, we've had 
uh, someone come and paint down the side of our building a bunch of graffiti with demonic uh, symbols on it. And, um, and so we painted over it because, you know, we can't let that stand. But, um, you know, the enemy's not happy. Then last week, someone broke into the building and they stole over $50,000 of equipment and materials. And um, so, listen, uh, you know what? It should be expected. I mean, I don't want anybody to steal anything, but the enemy's not happy. And, and you know what? Uh, that has never stopped God and it will never stop our church either. And so we will keep pressing on and we will keep believing. But also with that, we'll keep praying. And so we want to pray. Let me just pray right now about this whole situation. Father, we thank you that you have given us our next step, our destination for the next season of our church life in this new building. And we recognize the enemy is not happy. And so we ask, Father, that you would put a hedge of protection around that building, God. God, we ask that, that your light would pierce the darkness in that area. God, we thank you you're sending us and you are moving us to a place that is drawing the attention of the supernatural world. But God, we know that greater is our God than any demonic force that comes against us. And right now, in the name of Jesus, we declare, enemy, you have no authority. Enemy, you have no right. Enemy, you will not win. Enemy, you will not stop. An enemy, you will not even slow what God is doing in this church house. And we declare that today in the mighty name of Jesus. Can I get an amen? Amen, amen. amen. Let me give you also a report on our Courageous Building Fund. You can see on the screen that up to date, we have raised $642,000 towards our building campaign. And that's an amazing number. Uh, towards the end of the year, we had over $100,000 come in in December towards the goal. And so I'm just so humbled and blessed by such a generous church. And you believe in what God is doing. And, and so just, I'm just so thankful for you. So thank you so much. Uh, the the $1.5 million is going towards all the the upfit expenses that are part of like the chairs and all the equipment and the, all the, the cribs and all the things in the baby rooms and all the, just the chairs. I mean, the lighting, I mean, there's so many things. And so um, you're helping provide for that. So when you walk into that building and you've been part of this campaign, you can say, look what I was a part of. And so we'd love for you to join us in this campaign. If you would like to be a part of this and making monthly contributions towards this campaign, after the service today, you can go to our welcome table. We have some information we can give to you. We'd love to have you join us in the journey. So that's what's going on with our building. Can you guys get a good amen, church? Amen. amen, amen. Well, today we're starting a series. It's the beginning of the year, and, and I, I love the beginning of the year. I love New Year's, and it's part of just the way God wired me to, to always just be ready to you know, put off the old and start something new and, and, you know, just a fresh start with God. And, and so I want to take this series and help you have a, a fresh start with God, a, a closer walk with God. And so for three weeks, we're doing a series called Closer. 
And hopefully you will engage with me here in church and take the next 21 days to draw closer to God. Now, my hope isn't that it's just a a 21-day thing for you, but we form some practical habits and spiritual practices that we apply all year long because we don't want to be just closer to God in January. Like, I want to be close to God in February and March as well. And so what we do now will take you throughout the rest of the year. And so let me ask you, how many of you want to be closer to God in 2023 than where you are right now? And I hope that's all of us. I'm sure it is. And let me encourage you, if you're like, I don't know about this whole closer thing, let me tell you that it's not that hard. I'm not going to teach you in some way that you're going to be like, well, that's over my head. I can't do it. Listen, God is not that far off. Uh, and, and being close to God isn't just for super spiritual people. Uh, God is for all of us. Christianity really isn't that complicated. And so I'm going to simplify it so all of us can be a part of growing closer to God. Matter of fact, the Bible says in James 4.8, he says it like this. It says, come close to God and God will come close to you. Like it's just real simple. He's like, just come on. He's like, you come, I got you. We'll be there. And, and so I just want it to be that simple for you, but also significantly profound that we are drawing close to the God of the universe to the God that created, to the God that heals, the God that moves. Like we're not just drawing close to to a good friend. We're drawing close to God. And I do want us to come with reverence and understanding who he is and some practices that will draw us close and we can experience him in a greater way this year. And I believe this with all of my heart. This This is my commitment. I hope it is for you. But a closer walk with God is your most important goal this year. I enjoy setting goals, but the number one goal we should all have is that I want to be intentional about drawing close to God. I want that to be my highest priority of seeking God. And I believe that when you do seek God this year and you make that your priority, your goal of your life this year, that there's a verse that becomes a promise to us. And this is out of Matthew 6. And it says, seek first the kingdom and of God and His righteousness. So we want to seek God first. We make that our priority, our goal for this year. We seek Him and His righteousness. And it says then all of these things will be given to you as well. And so there's a promise in that. Seeking God, though, is how we come close to Him. There's, there's, a, there's a way to, to draw close to Him, and it's intentional. I really have never met anyone who has unintentionally drawn close to God. Like, it's just, it's just not, we just don't normally do that. Like, you don't just stumble into drawing close to God. Our normal habits and behaviors don't normally put us in a position of just drawing close to God. But when you do, the promise stands that God will add to your life the things that you need. What kind of things? Well, I believe this year that if you'll draw close to God, that He will guide you this year. He will give you direction this year. Some of you may need direction this year on where to go to college, or maybe it's a job change, and you're like, I need to hear God for my life. And how do you hear God? Well, you get close to God, and He speaks to you, gives you direction. He will strengthen you this year. As you go through your days, maybe you're a a, a brand new parent like my son and and daughter-in-law, and they're going to need strength this year, so they better draw close to God. Amen? How many young, you know, parents we have in the room? You're like, I could use a little sleep and a little strength. And he gives you rest. And so if you'll draw close to him, he will help you this year. 
I don't know what the, the, the situations that you'll go through this year, but His promise is if you draw close, He will help you. He even says He'll give us what we need. He'll be there for you. You're never alone. You won't be alone this year. I believe that God will anoint you as you draw close to Him. I love that word anoint. It's a good churchy word, but, but there's so much power in that word anoint. Basically, it means that when you draw close to God, that His supernatural begins to interact with your natural and He makes you better than you really are, right? In other words, He adds His life, His, His abilities into our life. As an example, I'm preaching today. I could be giving you a really good TED Talk and you would get some knowledge. That would be great. But if He has anointed my words, it becomes a supernatural thing in your life that feeds you and gives you something that you can't get in any other way. And He wants to anoint you for your life and what you do. He will grow you. He will bless your life. And once again, I don't know what 2023 has for you and your family and your friends. I don't know what He has for my family. But I do know this, that I don't want to go through 2023 without closeness with God. And that's why I'm here to help us today in this series. My title for the message today is How to Be Closer to God. It's going to be a simple, practical message for you. And sometimes simple seems simple and you, you disregard it. I want you to lean in today because simple can be profound when you apply the principles in your life. And I want to take us to the book of John chapter 5 where Jesus was speaking with His disciples most likely they were near a vineyard because Jesus often used the scenery and the things around him to illustrate his points. And so he's probably near a vineyard and it says in John chapter 15, 4, it says, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine and neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So Jesus is saying, you cannot bear fruit unless you remain connected close to me. Verse 5 says, Jesus says, I am the vine, you, we are the branches. And if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, he says, which is disconnected or far away from me, Jesus says, you can do nothing. That's pretty significant. So let's illustrate it. I, I, we have a stick, a branch, big branch. This branch is dead. I don't know what happened to this branch. I don't know uh, if it was connected and, and thriving, I'm sure, at some point. At some point, it, it was full of leaves and, and it was, you know, it, it, had, it had its purpose. Some reason it was disconnected. It was broken from the tree and it began to, to wither and die away. And, and today it's just a an ugly old branch that people would discard and, and burn and throw away. But I think about this branch at, at some point back, it was connected. And as it was connected, there was life in it. Now, Jesus said that I, being him, is the vine and we are the branches. It's not real hard to find our role in this parable. I mean, you know, here, here we are, right? You got it. And I was just thinking about, though, that, that I'm looking at this dead branch, and wouldn't you like to look back and, and, and see the beauty of this branch before it was dead? Wouldn't you like to know the, the, the leaves that were on it? And there was probably at some point, I mean, you know, I can imagine a bird sat in that, and, 
and chirped away. And, and maybe, maybe this branch sat at someone's house and, 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 it, and it shaded the area. And someone sat below that branch and just enjoyed the, the beauty of that branch. And, and because it was connected to the tree, it, it blossomed and had, had life. It gave life to others. And, and it was an amazing branch at some point, I assume. Listen, God wants you connected. And I believe when you're connected, there's that type of life. I can't see where your life is today. I don't know if there's a, a break in your branch. I don't know if there's some disconnect in your life. I don't know what that looks like for you. But I would like to take you back to a time you could be connected and, and what might bear fruit in your life? What might be the result of you being connected to God? And the Bible says there's fruit in our life. It says in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, it says these are the, the fruits. These are the results of being connected to God in Galatians 5, 22. It says love. It says joy. How many of you need more joy in your life? Absolutely. More patience and more kindness, generosity. These are the things that come as being connected to God, faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. And I'm just thinking about these types of things that could be growing in your life. And, and if you're connected to God, that's the promise that these are the things that begin to grow and develop. And I wonder if like having more love and joy and patience and kindness and generosity, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control, I wonder if that would make you better as a husband. Amen, husbands. Amen. Everybody say, if you're a dude and you're married, say, yes, that's me. That'd be great. I wonder if it would make you better as a wife. All right, ladies, y'all are so good, ladies. I love you. I wonder if it would make you better as a mom or a dad. I wonder if it would make you better as a friend, as a neighbor. Would you even be a better employee or a better employer if you demonstrated these things? I mean, just generally, you're going to be a whole lot better of a person connected to the vine. And even this year, there'll be unexpected things come into your life. There may be, and, and I don't want to like speak this over you, but you know, we all face trials and you may face an unexpected trial this year. And I wonder if having God's strength would be good for you this year. You may encounter different types of stress and, and worries in your life. And I wonder if having the, the fruit of the spirit would be good for you this year. You may have some frustrating people in your life, and I wonder if, like, patience might be good for you this year. And so we can be connected. Jesus said that He is the vine, and we're the branch, and we need to be connected. There's a really important word that's in this section of Scripture, and it's repeated, and so it makes it a pretty significant word. It kind of stands out. Uh, let me just see as I read this section of Scripture to you, if you can find this really important word. It says this, that no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Jesus said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. And if you in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit apart from me. You can do nothing for me. And so that whole word remain, it's pretty significant. Like there's a, there's a, a, 
a way to understand it that says that we can't just compartmentalize our life and go, I'm going to be a Christian on this day, but not this day. Like that's not remaining. You, you can't take a branch and connect it and disconnect it and think that it's going to bear a lot of fruit. And so we remain. The Greek word for remain, I like this Greek word, and I think it's on the screen. I believe I gave you the Greek word. Did I put it? Yeah, great. The Greek word is, is meno, meno. Um, so that's the Greek word, meno, M-E-N-O. Easy way to remember that. Me, no, Jesus, yes. All right, so if you want to know how to remain, that's how you know how to remain right there. No to me and more to Jesus, right? All right, so me, no, me, no. But it means to abide, it means to dwell, it means to stay, it means to live in. So like it's, it's a connection that remains. And this is how Jesus describes closeness with him, that we are remaining, that we are purposefully and intentionally pursuing and seeking and, and, and drawing close to God. That's how we remain. And why is that important? Well, back to this, this lovely branch that we have. Why is it important that we remain? Well, we considered what it was like when it was connected. But now that this branch is disconnected, it, it's lost its life source. The, the life source is, is, is now gone. And, you know, for a branch, it, it, it actually receives nutrients. It receives its water. It receives everything it needs from the, the trunk, from the tree, from the vine. But without it, it, it becomes dead. It becomes lifeless and without purpose. And, and, and we need the connection of God so desperately because we can't go through our life thinking that I can do this on my own, that I can be sufficient in myself that I can, I can live apart from God and have all that I need in life. And, and you will never succeed fully in your life. Yes, you may make money, but, but your heart won't be satisfied. Your soul won't be at rest. You will not have what you need to sustain yourself through all that life brings us. We have to be connected or we become a branch that is dead and broken and lifeless. The spiritual life drains out of you. And so we need to be connected to the vine. And so for the next few minutes, I just want to give you three practical ways that you can be a branch connected to the vine. Real simple stuff, but it's so powerful. There's probably nothing more powerful than understanding how to connect yourself to the vine. And so let me give you three things today, and, and I hope that for the next 21 days you apply this in your life, and, and it's intentional for you, and, and it's something that you start. But, but here's my hope, though. This isn't just a 21-day event, but you, you come up with some plans and practices that you can continue all year long. And so for 21 days, this is like a, a Kickstarter season for you, where you begin these habits and you practice them and you, you apply them. You, you get started in the new year and then it flows through the rest of your year. And I want to present it to you in, in three levels. 
And three levels, why? Because many of you may be here and your walk with God is just brand new. And you're like, hey, this is new information for me. And I don't want to put so much on you that you think, well, I can't do that. That, that I put like three big events that, you know, you do this, do this, do this. And you're like, well, I, I just need to figure out one thing. And so for some of you, I want you to take level one and that be your commitment for the next 21 days and something that you can continue on through the end of the year. Level two will be for some of you that's walked with God a little bit longer and you're ready for a little bit deeper spot with the Lord and a little deeper connection with God. And, and I'll share with you level two. Level three, uh, you're leveling up. All right, it's next level, all right? And so we're gonna talk about those for just a few minutes. I'm not gonna go into great depth on all of these. I'll take the next few weeks to do more of that, but let me give you three levels. Level one, how to be closer to God is public worship. It's public worship. The most important thing that you can do is to learn to know God and to grow in your love for Him to the point that it becomes worship. Just real honestly, when people first give their life to Christ, it's so new to them. Worship is more of doing something that you're seeing everyone else do. And you're like, hey, that seems great. I'll raise my hands. Woohoo! And, and it's great. But as you grow in your appreciation and you grow in your love for God, then it becomes a natural expression out of your heart to worship and serve Him. And what is ever like in our hearts is always what gets expressed. There's, there's a, a verse out of, of the book of, um, out of book of Luke and it says, out of the abundance or out of the overflow of our hearts, the mouth speaks. And so, out of the abundance of your love for God and your appreciation for God, then, then worship becomes that natural outflow. There was a point in Jesus's earthly ministry when the enemy was coming against him and he was being tempted. He was being distracted by the enemy. And so Jesus knew the answer to how to defeat the, the problems and the enemy and so Jesus replied, he said this, he said, you must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. In other words, that's the, that's the most important thing you can do for this year is learn to worship God and serve him only, only. He's the highest. That means he's your priority in life. We worship God. I believe the church, attending church, is the place that you will learn to grow and how to appreciate and how to love God more than any other place in your life. There's an environment here where we come together. And if you're new and you're like, hey, I just want to start figuring all of this out. Maybe you've been walking with God for a long time. Maybe you're part of the the COVID group that like got out of the habit and you're, you're coming back for the new year. Well, praise God, I'm proud of you for coming back. And your commitment this year might be, I'm going to commit to place my physical body in the presence of a group of people as we learn to worship and grow and love and appreciate God. This is the place to get started in public worship. The church brings you into a place of worship. Listen, you don't even have to work for it. Like you didn't, the worship team did it for you. They just brought you to this moment where the presence of God comes down and you're like, wow, 
This is awesome. Can we give a great clap for our worship team, by the way? While I'm on it, it wouldn't be possible if someone didn't set up this stage, by the way. Uh, so can we give a thank you to that? We could do it, but it'd probably be a little noisier if we didn't have kids ministry people, right? <laughs> can we give a thank you to them? Tech team, come on, go ahead. Don't forget the breakdown team, church. Don't forget. So... <laughs> But we get to worship here. We get to pray here. The Word of God is, is, being, is being preached under the anointing of the Holy Spirit that touches your life. You can't get this any other place. You can't go to Starbucks and find that. You can't go to the beach and be on the boat and see God's creation and be in this environment. As beautiful as it is. We need the church. You need the church. And if you want to begin to remain in Jesus, if you want to be connected, if you want to be the, the branch that's connected, then the first place of connection is in your local church. The Bible says in Acts 2, 42 and 46, it says all of these original believers, this is the first church, they were devoted. They devoted themselves to the teaching. They devoted themselves to fellowship. That's being together. They devoted themselves to eating together. I like that. Like you thought church was hard. You get to eat together, except now we are in the Lord's Supper time and, and you know, God bless our supply chain problems. That Can you believe that you cannot buy communion supplies right now? All over the United States, you can't buy communion supplies. Some, would be, some of you are conspiracy theorists, and you're like, that's what they're doing. No, I don't think it's that. I just think, I just think it's a mess out there, all right? <laughs> so, but when we come together and we have supplies, and listen, if we don't get supplies, I'm just going to go buy some bread and we'll figure it out, all right? But, but listen, we get to pray together, and it says what? They worshiped together at the temple. In other words, they came together to worship. And I want to say to you that public worship is how we begin our week connected to Jesus. It begins there. And so if you're brand new, make that your commitment this year. Consistently, I'm in church. I'm in an environment where God's presence is and God will use that. I've seen so many people lose the habit of attending church and over time they become slowly like this dead branch. And it's interesting about a branch, by the way, when a branch first falls off the tree and is broken, for many days it will remain with its leaves it will look like it's healthy for a while. It will look like it's bearing fruit for a while. And that's how it happens with people that miss church a lot. They feel like, oh, I still feel okay. But it's this gradual fade. And then one day they've just found themselves disconnected and they don't know why and how and what happened. And it's usually the little small things that begin to separate. I don't encourage you to be connected to God by coming to a church where we help you worship and grow in your love and appreciation for Him. Can I get an amen for that? Amen. amen. Hey, the next thing is, is private devotion. 
So there's public worship, private devotion. In Luke chapter 5, 16, it says Jesus would often go to some place where he could be alone and pray. And so for those of you that have walked with the Lord a little bit more, this is your place to take this next step, to have your your private time with the Lord, a devotional time with God, where you where you spend some time reading God's word and and praying and talking to God. And and if you want to take that next level, that next step with God, I want to give you three ways to prepare for your private devotion. Because the old saying is that that failure to prepare is preparing to fail, right? And so I want to help you today prepare for tomorrow so that you can have your private devotion. And so the three things I would encourage you to do is to pick a time, pick a place, and pick a plan. Everybody say, pick a, pick a, pick a time, pick a place, pick a plan. And so we want to pick a plan. Pick a time. I don't know what your best time is to meet with God. I love to to meet with God at the beginning of my day. For some of you, the beginning of your day is a different time. Maybe you have a work shift that's different. And so just whatever that may be, the beginning of your day is the best time Because you want to start with God. You want to start honoring Him first. You want to meet with Him. You want His Word in your heart. The Word that strengthens you and builds your faith before you go to work. You want to be with God so that He is empowering you through all you do. So for me, honestly, I kind of get up and, and get ready. And I go to Panera Bread. That's my place. I go to Panera Bread almost every single morning. And I have devotion time right there. And, and people generally leave me alone and I get to sit right there. I read my one year Bible and I just love my time at Panera Bread. I drink their coffee. I'm on their sip plan. And so I can drink as much coffee as I want and it costs me nothing and except for the monthly fee. And it's awesome. And so, so I would encourage you when you pick your time, mine's in the morning. The next thing you want to do is pick your place. Mine is at Panera Bread, generally, or upstairs. I have a, a wonderful little room that I get in, and I, I read there, and I just, I just want to you know, be like Jesus, where he found a place, a quiet place, to where he was alone with God. And so pick a time, pick a, pick a place where you can be free of distractions. And that's kind of the point of it. A place where you're free from things interrupting your, your time with God. And so pick a time, pick a place, and then pick a plan. And when you do those two things, you need to know, what am I going to do when I sit down? What am I going to do when I get to Panera Bread? What am I going to do when you get in your truck and you're going to pray at lunch? And what are you going to do when you finally get the children in bed and you're going to have your moment with God? And and what are you going to do? Because you don't want to just waste that time. And, you know, like, you know, I mean, I've done it before and it's not recommended, but like just sit down and go, well, I'm just going to let the Bible flop open and see what I come to. And the problem is that sometimes you land over in the book of Judges and you're like, ah, you know, so, um, so you, you might want to, you might want to have a plan. So you know what you're getting into. And so I would encourage you in maybe two resources. And one resource is the version Bible app. And it's an amazing app. And you go to your, you know, app on your phone or on your computer and version was developed by a church out in Oklahoma called Life Church. And um, what a great name for a church they have. Um, 
Pastor Craig Groeschel and his team developed the, the version Bible app. On it, it has the one-year Bible plan there, but it has a lot of plans. And so I would recommend that as one way to find a reading plan through the Bible. There's several types of, of focuses that you can pick, and you can, you can have a plan. It'll, it'll give you a plan. You just say, I want a plan. It'll give you a plan. The other thing you can do is you can take the one-year Bible that our church has been giving away for years now and use this as your resource. This is my favorite devotional resource I've ever found in my life. It's a one-year Bible, and if you read it every day and you, you just jump in it, and it's, it's got the date, it's got a little bit of the Old Testament, it's got a little bit of the New Testament, got a little bit of Psalms and a little bit of Proverbs in it, just, and it just leads you through the entire Bible you just, you just do what it says, read it, and it's awesome, and you get through it in a year. I would recommend this as a phenomenal resource. And you might be thinking, well, where do I get one of those? Well, I have a couple things, to, ways for you to do it. One, you can go to Amazon, order you one. That's great. Um, or you can go to our Next Step class, because every person that goes through our Next Step class gets a one-year Bible as a gift to you to help you walk with God. And so if you've not been to a Next Step class and you want a Bible, listen, even if you don't care about our church, you want a Bible, come to the next step class. We'll help you out. We'll get you, all right? <clears throat> One-year Bible. That's awesome. So some people ask me, though, like, how often should I have private devotions and how long? And the answer is just however long that you can sustain this for the long haul. I've seen some people jump into a January season and they, you know, they go, I'm going to pray every day and I'm going to read my Bible for an hour every single day. And about day Four, they can't do it and they quit. I would rather you go, listen, I'm going to read my Bible and devote every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for the entire year. And I'm going to take 15 minutes. You would do way better than just three days, four days at the beginning of the year. So pick a pattern that you can sustain and meet with God. Can I get an amen? And listen, I'm just going to say the last one, and then I'm going to close up because I don't have time today. Uh, personal fasting. Do you know I committed to preach only 30 minutes? How'd I do? Am I over? Am I over? Man, see, goals, they're things you work on. You don't achieve them right up front. So it's already 1030. Hey, the next level, leveling up is personal fasting. And I promise you over the next three weeks, we'll talk about fasting a little bit more. And so I'm just going to skip that and just say, hey, um, if you're at that level, you go read about it. You go figure it out. Start fasting. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. I love it when I close the sermon out. So beautiful. It's so great. How many of you want to grow closer to God this year? Can I just get an amen? Amen. Listen, pick a level, pick a plan, pick a time, and, and, and start tomorrow drawing closer to God because the promise of Him drawing close to you is for you if you'll do your part.